A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Unless you are living under the sort of rock that does not get Wi-Fi in 2011, you've probably heard of the honey badger, biological classification Melivora capensis. That year, a YouTube video went viral featuring a collage of National Geographic footage showing honey badgers eating snakes, running backwards, and chasing jackals, with expletive-ridden narration featuring the refrain, honey badger don't care. It's now been viewed over 91 million times, and Taylor Swift has admitted to being able to recite the entire video by heart. And although the honey badger has established a lasting place in internet culture because of this three-minute comedy bit, its celebrity may make us think we know more about this strange, solitary animal than we actually do. The truth is, honey badgers aren't well understood because they're extremely difficult to study. We spoke with Derek van der Merwe with the Endangered Wildlife Trust in South Africa. He said... How honey badgers became famous in America is incredible. We get so many calls from Americans wanting to come film them because of the famous YouTube clip. They don't realize how difficult it is to film a honey badger because they're very intelligent. A lot of them forage at night, and they have extremely big home ranges, some of them up to 500 square kilometers. That's 310 square miles. 
Honey badgers are more closely related to a weasel than a European badger, and they don't actually eat honey, though their weakness for beehives and the tasty bee larva within often gets them in trouble with humans. They live in a wide range of habitats from forests to deserts, but mostly hang out in dry areas in Africa, Southwest Asia, and India. Honey badgers have become synonymous with aggression and ferocity. Guinness World Records has named them the world's most fearless creature, to the point that particularly tenacious professional athletes sometimes earn honey badger as a nickname. They, the honey badger animal, not the athletes, have a reputation for being nearly indestructible. But the truth is, they're short, just about 11 inches at shoulder height, which is about 28 centimeters, and not very fast. So they're sometimes attacked and killed by bigger predators. But for a honey badger, the best form of defense is attack. Van der Merwe said, Their thick skin is loose, so loose, in fact, that they can almost turn around completely within it. If an animal bites the honey badger on the back, it can turn around and bite the animal right back. They have long claws on their front feet that they use for digging, but which they use for fighting as well. Inexperienced predators, a young leopard, lion, or hyena, for instance, might try to attack a honey badger once, but they'll never try it again after the first time. Honey badgers often tangle with venomous snakes, but one misconception is that they are naturally immune to venom. While it's true they eat a lot of venomous animals, their immunity needs to be developed over time. How honey badgers acquire this immunity is not well studied or understood, but mother honey badgers spend a long time raising each pup, 14 to 18 months, and as the baby grows, it seems its mom slowly introduces it to venomous animals, starting with the mildest scorpion and moving up the venom ladder until the youngster is eating cobras and puff adders. Another thing we get wrong about honey badgers is that we think they're like skunks because they bear a physical resemblance in their fur pattern. Skunks spray a strong, unpleasant-smelling liquid at their attackers to gross them out and get them away. And while it's true that honey badgers do store a revolting-smelling substance in their anal pouch and they occasionally release it when they're in a life-threatening situation, they don't weaponize it the way skunks do. It's more a panic button than a threat. Though it's still something you don't want to get on you because that stench lingers. When honey badgers were first described in South Africa, they were often found in bees' nests, apparently feeding on honey, hence the common name. But it turns out that they were really interested in the bee brood, the nutritious larva found in the honeycomb. Vander Merva said, In South Africa, the honey badger was listed as near-threatened in the early 2000s. Beekeepers were killing them because they were causing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage to the beekeeping industry, breaking into hives. Not only do they destroy the hive itself, the beekeeper loses honey and the swarm of bees. It's actually quite a lot of money. Some badgers just learned to live off sacking beehives, and they were being persecuted for it. But over the past two decades, the relationship between badger and human has gotten better. Van der Merva explained, What we did in South Africa is start raising the hives off the ground by 1.1 meters or 3.6 feet, or strapping them together or to tires on the ground. This prevents the honey badgers rolling the hives, which is how they access them. In the early 2000s, half the beekeepers we surveyed admitted to deliberately killing honey badgers because they were costing them so much money. Since we've come up with these methods for preventing the badgers from accessing the hives, beekeepers are no longer killing them, and we've noticed an increase in numbers and in range in some areas. They've since been downgraded to a species of least concern. Which is great news, because even though they've got terrible personalities, honey badgers are good for ecosystems they live in. Because they're not as fast as other predators, they'll dig rodents out of burrows but miss catching them, thus providing food for birds of prey and jackals, which often follow a honey badger around, waiting to catch the honey badger's intended prey. It's okay, though. The honey badger don't care. episode was written by Dave Ruse and produced by Tyler Klang. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. 
For more on this and lots of other pugnacious topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.